Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Open Mic Podcast listeners. Want to share your opinions, give me feedback, or tell me what you're thinking? If you do, send me a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in future episodes of the podcast. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform that I use to make this show. Here are some things that I would love to hear from you. What questions do you have for me? What did you think of the episode? What did you think of the topic? Who should I interview next? Make up a theme song. I don't know. Do your best impression of me. I'll see all of your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in my show notes and I can't wait to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to the Open Mic Podcast. Until next time, cheers and be well and enjoy today's episode. It's time for the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Broadcasting live from the Bay Area studios, here at the Open Mic, no topic is off limits. And of course, you never know who may stop by. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 95 of the Open Mic Podcast. I'm Brett Allen, your host. Thank you so much for listening and joining in and being a part of today's show. Well, it is Thursday, time for another fantastic episode of the show, and uh, I am just super excited. We are coming up on episode 100. I can't believe it, honestly. You know, they say statistically that most people don't make it past 13 or 14 episodes when they start a podcast, and I can honestly see that. Now, I'm not targeting anybody in particular. So no offense to anybody, but that's just the statistics because there's a lot of work that goes into putting a show together. You know, there's time editing, there's a whole workflow that goes with it. And, and if you don't have the ability to have a team to do it for you and to edit it and put the whole thing together, you know, it can be a lot of work. It's a grind, really. And uh, but it's worth every bit of it. And, and, and I've enjoyed the whole thing. And, and I wouldn't take any of it away for anything, to be quite honest with you. To be quite honest with you, quite honestly. That didn't make any sense. But, so truth be told, you know, there's a lot of work and blood, sweat, and tears that goes into this. And uh, you've probably noticed that I have dipped down in the amount of episodes that I release. And that's just due to the fact because I really want to give time for the episodes to just marinate for people to listen and to also listen to the catalog that I have and uh, my good friend Eric Hunley he is the host of Unstructured podcast and we talk a lot of, about a lot of things but you know I just I really want to take my time with each episode and just make it count and so I'm doing one or two a week maybe three it just depends on how I feel and uh, as we come up on to episode 100 you know I just want to let it ride and have a good time and all of those fun things. And if you follow us on social media, 
you probably noticed we made a guest announcement and we are just working our way down the list. And today I have a special guest, Alexa Curtis. She is an entrepreneur. She is a influencer. She's a brand rep. She does a lot of different things. She has a podcast on Radio Disney, Life Unfiltered with Alexa Curtis, and it's fantastic. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, then I strongly recommend it. I know she's going to talk about it. She's on the other end of the line here. But if you follow us on social media, that's great. If you don't, I strongly recommend that you do. It's at the Open Mic Podcast on Instagram, Brett's Open Mic on Twitter, and Brett Allen on Facebook. Also, you can head over to our website, www.theopenmicpodcast.net, and that's where you can find out all of our show information, show notes. It's all there, everything that you would find in the podcast and more. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into our guest. Alexa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's great to have you here today. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Yeah, well, it's an equal honor as well. So you do a lot of different things. You have a huge presence on social media. You're a blogger. There's just a lot. What is your main message or your elevator pitch to young people, businesses, or anyone really when they approach you for help? I appreciate that. Thank you for the kind message. Uh, I hope I have a little bit of a presence, but really my concept behind the website that I have as well as my show on Radio Disney and my podcast is truly inspiring teens to get out of their comfort zone and feel empowered and driven to pursue their dreams uh, and aspire to do more with their life regardless of their background or their family or their finances because that's what holds a lot of people back is this fear of not being successful and this fear of rejection and I really try and showcase that on all of my social media and through everything, not to be afraid of those, you know, things in life and really just kind of persevere and overcome everything to follow your dreams. Yes. Now you recently did an episode where you talk about when the hustle is overdone or there's too much hustle. I feel like that a lot of entrepreneurs and and I'm definitely not putting you in this category because and researching you and finding out about you and what you do, you definitely don't seem like this, but there's this emphasis on grind, 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 keep going, never take a break. What are your thoughts about that in particular for those who may not have actually heard your episode where you talked about that? Yeah, that's interesting you bring that up. And that episode went out last Wednesday. And the reason I put it out is because an, an entrepreneur said something to me kind of just in passing oh, a few months ago, specifically about my feedback on Gary Vee or my thoughts on him and, you know, kind of hustling and how it's a little bit overrated. And it was it was very quick what he said. And then over the past few months, I've been realizing that word is used so often and a lot of young entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs are reaching out to me kind of saying, you know, I wish I could hustle as much as you and I don't know how to hustle. And that's why I put this episode out is I really say throughout this and really just my personal advice and opinion on this is that social media has created this culture where so many people are able to do so much with their lives, right? Which is phenomenal. But also in a sense, it's becoming, I think, a place where people are becoming so obsessed if they're not successful overnight, if they're not wealthy overnight, 
And as an entrepreneur myself, who's been running this company for years, but only stable really right now for like the past year, it's a little bit frustrating because I see that these young people are getting so involved with that word. And then a lot of people feel like they don't have the hustle in them. And it's kind of weird because it's like, what really is hustle? I mean, it's work ethic, but because I really think of social media and how people are seeing how other people are becoming so successful overnight, they're just obsessed with working and obsessed with like creating an idea or creating a company. Um, and there has to be some type of balance, whether you work a nine to five or whether you specifically run your own company because you're working for yourself all the time. And so I think that that word is being overused and is can be quite negative if you're not if you're not careful. Yes, I agree with you. And I also feel like it can make you feel kind of dumb in a way. Yeah. Because let's say you do all of those things. It's kind of funny. I digress a little bit, but John Mayer, I don't know if you follow him on social media, but he made a joke and he said something like that. This is the daily grind. You just grind and grind and grind until there's no more grinding and then it's just all dust. He was being very sarcastic in the sense that, yeah, there's hard work involved, but you have to relax a little bit too. And as much respect as I have for all these people, Gary V and Evan Carmichael and, and all of these people, I, I gain a lot of different things from them individually and yourself as well. But I, I think that I agree with you. There has to be a balance because you could burn out, right? If you don't have a balance, would you think? Yeah. And that's what I also have said in multiple episodes that are early, earlier on in the podcast before the whole hustle thing really has had so much light shed on it because burnout is so often occurs with many entrepreneurs and burnout just in general with young people in college. And the fact now that the whole hustle thing has gone from whether you run a company or whether you work a nine to five to even kids who are in college feel like they need to be like hustling all the time. And like they're seeing these 12, 13 year old entrepreneurs on Shark Tank and everyone wants that and everyone wants that type of success. But also I mean, hustle is really just work ethic, and I think people just overanalyze it and kind of get so obsessed with it. Um, so I, I think it's sometimes interesting when people reach out to me because I'm like, you know, I'm posting this episode about hustling and, and one too much is too much. And just by following me, I mean, I, I do, I mean, most of my job is just hustling and this insane work ethic, but I'm not saying that it's healthy and I'm not saying that I haven't had multiple times where I've gotten burnt out. So I'm just trying to kind of shed a light on that and show people that you don't have to do that just because everyone in the media is doing it. Yes, I, I agree with you completely. So what does a daily routine look like for you as an entrepreneur in particular? That's a good question. Well, it changes every day, I can tell you that. So I have my show on Radio Disney, so we're usually filming like two or three times a week, and I've never worked for anybody else before. So I will go there probably two or three times a week in Burbank, and then I have an office at a WeWork, so I'll spend the rest of the day usually at WeWork either filming a podcast episode, editing one, filming a video, putting up blog post, have a phone call, um, perhaps, let me think. Um, it always goes really quick. I'll probably get there around like 10 and don't leave until like six or seven. Um, probably brand scouting. So if I've gone to a conference or I need to find brands for a post or creating a proposal for a brand that I want them to do something with me. So it changes. And then if I'm traveling, it's primarily um, kind of just on the go work. So more phone calls and focusing on Instagram. You mentioned WeWork. I think that is like one of the coolest things that anybody could have ever come up with. 
who I think too. Whoever came up with that because we have a couple of them here in San Francisco, and I actually know someone who is the manager of one. That is like the coolest thing. <laughs> I know that's a little bit of a sidetrack, but you said that, and I was like, man, whoever came up with that, that's a great hustle right there because you're creating a space for people like us who want to come in and do things but don't really want to pay particularly to rent office space. I imagine in LA it could be very expensive to get office space if you're not working out of your home. So you mentioned also Radio Disney, which is awesome. How did that connection come about for you? Yes. So back last November, I moved to LA with my best friend from Connecticut, really just to try it out. I had been living in Boston, had this kick-ass apartment, and I was like, all right, I'm too comfortable. I'm too happy here. Like, I need to move, um, which is a very unusual thing that somebody would say. Is like, I'm so comfortable. I'm, I'm now, like, I'm ready for the next thing. Um So I decided to move out to LA and I had come out here and had been pitching this idea for a TV show for quite some time and came out here and found this producer list online and emailed a bunch of producers and kind of sent them my stuff and had one executive's assistant at Disney reply and say, you know, he'd really like you to come in and meet with him. And at the same time, this was now in November. At the same time, I had gone scouted by a talent manager who had seen me on a TV segment. And so they wanted to meet with me too. So the last week, I think of November, I went and met with my manager now and kind of said, if you take me on, you know, I've got this meeting with Disney. I don't know what it is, but I want something to come about. And then we were in talks with them for probably six months. So just kind of back and forth, unsure of like what they wanted to do and how they wanted to take on this show because I talk about topics that are a lot deeper than what Disney happens to usually talk about. And then they called my manager. uh, It was like, I think the second week of June and gave us the green light for the show. And then we went into production uh, in August and then it airs every Friday. Um, And my goal is for hopefully to become a Disney channel show with a similar kind of messaging. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that could be a very natural transition for you, especially with the connection that you already have with them. Yeah. And if they're already branding you as Disney, which is a big deal anyway, you know, it's that's very cool. I guess it would probably just be a matter of figuring out how to translate all of that to so maybe like an episodic program or like a talk show, you think, or maybe just like I don't want to use the term sitcom, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like yeah, a TV yeah. show. No, that's a great question. Well, I always wanted a TV show. So by 25, I'd really like to, I eventually kind of want to see myself as as like an Ellen or an Oprah or even a Wendy Williams. But, you know, it's changing so much in terms of TV and what people are watching. So I have kind of brainstormed some ideas for potentially this thing called interstitial programming, which would be in between the kind of the commercial breaks could be a show like that. Um, or perhaps a talk show would be great. But I think if I was going to do a talk show, I don't know that it would be on Disney just because I like having the freedom to talk about, uh, you know, other topics or a little bit deeper topics. And obviously Disney's geared towards such a young audience. So I have to be very cautious with what I say. Sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued and excited to hopefully see where it leads. Yeah. I mean, there's also ABC, right? So I mean, yeah. there's public television as well. So what are some of the struggles that you faced early on that you wish someone would have warned you about if, if given the opportunity? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think. I would say 
Well, it was difficult for me starting because I obviously run this company. It's based on myself. So everything that I do in my personal life or business life, it all comes back to me. So it was always really difficult for me. And I still have difficulty with balancing having people in my business life and then having, you know, friends who I do business with or who then become my friends. And it can kind of be this weird balance of trying to just keep everything very, um, kind of okay. And realizing that if somebody you're going to be friends with, who you also do business with, just being more cautious, I think about that so that I've had a lot of times where I've been burned or I've kind of been used. And I now looking back, I see the traits that I should have looked out for. So I'd probably say that would be the first piece of advice. And then also having more of a support system, which I have now and never initially had. And if you don't have that, it's really difficult. So you kind of have to really just have this inner confidence in yourself, which takes a lot of time to have. And I think when you find that there's all the times where you're feeling very stressed out or overwhelmed, um, it becomes a little bit easier in a sense, because you either really believe in yourself or you have a solid group around you. And that's what I try and keep around me now. Yes, I, I think that's very true. And, and I was working with your assistant quite a bit before we talked. And she told me she's like, you choose your projects that you involve yourself in very carefully. You do your research. So I'm honored that you chose to come on the show. <laughs> so thank ah, you. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, I think it's really important. And I, I am, I, I, I just love supporting other entrepreneurs. I don't care. And the thing is, I think that's really different about me that I think other people don't have is I don't care about following. Like I don't even have a million followers. So I, think that the worst thing you could look at and judge somebody by is how many followers they have. So that's why when like any, anyone, you know, whether you don't even have a podcast, you want to like get one sentence or one quote, I, I think as long as you're trying to empower people, what you're doing through, through your mission and I'm doing through mine, then like, why not lift everybody up and give everybody kind of equal opportunities? I think it's silly that people can be so like narcissistic and think that like, Oh, they're so special. They're not going to do this. And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb. So yeah, I, I'm thrilled <laughs> to be on it. I love your candor. Now, I did want to ask you a question, and I always I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on my show, and whether they're actors, actresses, comedians, whatever, a lot of people use the term entrepreneur. Do you feel that there's a certain... Like stigma around entrepreneurship. Yeah, there's a stigma around that term, if that makes any sense. Do you feel that there's yes. something that truly defines somebody as an entrepreneur, if that makes better sense? Yeah, I'm actually asked a lot, not in that way, but I'm, I talk, I, I've been asked a lot of that, uh, not in interviews, but just in general. And I, I, I think so. So I think that when people ask me about entrepreneurship and they, they want to know what you need to be an entrepreneur or how to become one. I think that there's two things. I think that you are either born with this with this mindset because entrepreneurs think very differently about things and it's not a traditional way. It's not something you can read about in a book, how to be an entrepreneur. So I think that there, there are most entrepreneurs who are just born this way. And you can talk to all of us. Like most of us failed out of high school. Most of us were bad kids. Most of us like just had no friends growing up. It's very similar traits. That's a little bit of a stereotype, but it's just across the board. And then I also think that people who worked corporate jobs who I know who end up becoming very successful entrepreneurs later in life, I think that they had the necessary skills to realize that they didn't want to work for someone else. And the job that they ended up having gave them the tools or the 
idea to start a company. So I think it goes both ways. And I think that I don't like the fact that people say they're entrepreneurs when if you have an idea that doesn't make you an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, you know, they, they really hustle. They put so much time to their idea. They, they take the idea to life. And that's the difference between an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur in quotes is that you have the idea and you take it to life or you have the idea and you don't do anything with it. Yes, that, that's the answer I was looking for because it's being able to see the finished product yes. without all of the pieces being in place. Okay. Exactly. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Some leaders say it's okay to embrace failure. Some say it's okay to not fail. What is your opinion on that particular topic? I think if you're not failing, then you're probably doing something wrong. There is so much, when I think of failure, I try not to even think of failure because I just think of kind of like a different path because I hate the word failure and it gives me anxiety. But I think of rejection as such a huge part of what people consider to be failure. And when I think about failure or bumps and things that have happened, I really firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. Everything in my business that's happened, all of the rejection all happened for a reason. And when I look back, I'm like, that made so much sense that didn't, and I'm not religious, I'm not spiritual, but I'm like, wow, that actually made a lot of sense that like that was a really difficult time and it didn't work out. And now it's a year later and I see why, because I got something else. So I think, I I really truly think if you're not having the ups and downs with your company, if you're not feeling rejected, if you're not stressed out sometimes about certain things, then you're not learning because that's how people learn. They learn by being stressed out and they learn by finding different techniques to deal with that stress or that rejection. So it's really just all ups and downs. And even when you're incredibly successful, you will still deal with that. It's just you have now been probably doing it for so long that now you have the techniques to be like, okay, this is really frustrating, but you know, I I know now that it's going to be okay. I just need to give it some time. Very cool. Now I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your podcast. We, We briefly touched on it. What was really, for those who aren't familiar, the inspiration for your podcast and sort of what drives you to to do that and, and keep it going? Yeah, so I actually started my podcast quite a while ago. Oh, it was last it was last year. I had a girl who I met in Connecticut who was a kind of health and wellness blogger, and we decided to start the podcast together and we called it This Is Life Unfiltered. Fast forward to like episode five and she kind of like dropped off and didn't want to put effort in and wasn't into it. Um, So I kind of was like, I can't really have you in my life. And I was like, I'm going to take this on on my own. And I had around that time decided to move to LA with my best friend. So I did it with him for a bit. And then he was like, this is too much work. And I was like, all right, uh, so I'm going to do it on my own. And so that's how I kind of decided, which is again, just like trial and error. There's so many ups and downs. So I decided to shift the podcast to be interviewing people who inspire me as well as, you know, really successful entrepreneurs who have a very strong messaging. So I try and, I try and stay away from kind of like the trust fund kids and, you know, kids who are given tons of money up front to do whatever, because I really like to know about the journey. And I really like to know about that rejection and that trial and error. And that's, if that's what inspires me, I know that inspires people out there too. So that's how it starts. So now it airs every Wednesday and it's called, this is life unfiltered. And it's really just to inspire people all ages to get out of their comfort zone and hear from these inspiring entrepreneurs. Yes. I love it. It's a great show. And if you haven't listened to it, folks, 
You absolutely have to. Thanks. One last question. Yes. One last question. So when you're not doing all this, what does Alexa do for fun? I follow you on social media, so it looks like you're doing a lot of fun things. What What is kind of a way for you to unplug? I know you're always kind of working in a sense, but if you do have some downtime, what, what do you enjoy doing just when it's just you and your friends? Yes. Well, I take Sundays off of social media. That's something I've been doing for a decent amount of time now because it that really like I, I get through my week sometimes knowing like, okay, just on Sunday, I'm going to like do whatever I want and not take any pictures or not even think twice about it. So that's something that I really enjoy. And then, well, when I, when I moved out to LA, I really don't have any family here and I don't have any of my like core group of friends out here. So when I'm back home, back in Connecticut, like we always just, we'll either go to the gym or we'll like honestly cook a lot or go out to dinner. Like I love just hanging out. Um, and in sweatpants, like I'm never, if I'm, if I'm, unless I'm in front of a camera, I will not put makeup on. I'm just, I think it's a <laughs> my time. So I really just kind of hang out and just, um, talk about things that are not work related. Um, and I find that when I'm in LA, most of my friends, like everyone out here is always talking about Instagram and did So I kind of like that. I have friends in the industry and friends who are not because it keeps me really balanced in between. Fantastic. Well, one last question. If people want to find you or perhaps maybe get in contact with you, how can they do that? Yes. Well, my website is www.lifeunfilteredwithalexa.com. And I am at Alexa underscore Curtis on all social media. And then Fearless Every Day on Radio Disney airs Fridays at 9 p.m. And then my podcast, This is Life Unfiltered, airs Wednesdays at 5 a.m. So yeah, that's pretty much if you want to find me, that's the way to do it. Alexa, thank you so much for being a part of our show. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to continue to see what you're doing and how you're impacting people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Brett. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks again, Alexa, for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And that's today's show. Wow. It went by so fast. Anyway, we'll see you all next time. Of course, <laughs> episode 100 is just right around the corner. We'll talk to you soon. That brings today's episode to a close. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a kind rating and review. It really does help. Until next time, cheers and be well.